Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. Hi, you're listening to Fashion Unzipped. I'm your host, Charlie Gowns Eglinton, and with me in the studio today are Caroline Leeper, Senior Fashion Editor at The Telegraph. Hello. And Frankie Graddon, Acting Senior Fashion Editor. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thank you. I'm seeing some slightly out of, um, out of sync looks across the table today because <laughs> it's a heat wave, apparently. Apparently. Not really. It's quite what? chilly. I think it's quite hot. I think it's quite chilly and yet humid. My hair is doing something very unusual. Very humid. I was, But I've been sweating buckets on the tube. (laughs) (laughs) And then as soon as I get off, I'm immediately freezing as the sweat just dries Dries onto my skin. Mm. Yeah. Really nice. So today, conveniently, we're going to be talking about summer style problems. Because while we may be fashion editors, we still have them. Caroline, welcome back from Honeymoon. Oh, thanks. You have been... Sharing on Instagram your travels across the Serengeti, you've been on safari. Were you a Merrill or a Melania? Okay, first of all, I'm burnt to a crisp. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's address the elephant in the room, safari or non-safari. It is that I am red raw. You obviously are listening to a podcast, so you cannot see this. So just for purpose of description, it's kind of a rosé colour, kind of a bad rosé, not that kind of light, nice rosé that you'd like to drink you know, okay. it's, it's, mm. it's not a Cote de Provence. It's a Matthias It's a Blossom Hill. Rose. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's a Blossom Hill. But it's going to... Two for a fiver at Tesco. It's going to fade beautifully into a golden colour. I can see it. Is it though, Frankie? It will. It will. Is it? Just slap on the after sun. So I take it you weren't wearing one of those slightly un-PC hats that Meryl Street wore in Out of Africa? No. So what I did try was a bucket hat. Um, and I did this, I got a Ganny bucket hat before mm-hmm. I went. I saw it was a trendy thing to do, as we do. And I thought, normally I'd go for a big straw, you know, whatever. And I always think it's annoying when you're trying to take it and you have to carry it in hand luggage and you have to sort of carry it through the airport and you're trying to wrangle with your luggage, getting it in the overhead locker and then you squash the hat. Always a bit of a mess. So I thought, bucket hat, okay, okay, I'll give it a go. So I got the Ganny one, folded it up, was so happy when I was packing it. You know, it really seemed like a goer. And on the safari portion of the honeymoon, it was great. When I wore it with sort of shorts, little T-shirt, little bucket hat. with the, It had like the string underneath, classic safari, bit crocodile dundee. Toggle. I love a toggle. <laughs> Sexy. Bit, bit, I'm, a, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here now. <laughs> yes. If you, if, you, if you catch my vibe. Um, and it was all great in that context. However, the second portion of the honeymoon was beach in Zanzibar and as soon as I took the hat into that context it looked so naff I just not good hence how the burn has come to be all over and in the most strange of places my centre parting in my hair it's not that strange to get a burnt centre parting actually it's funny because it's a place that you never 
think about doing. But I used to do it all the time. Burn it, I mean. And a beauty, fellow beauty editor once told me that on holiday, you should switch your parting every day so that it never gets burnt. Oh, okay. Right? So you should, if you're naturally in the side, in a sidey or in a middle whatever just switch it up move it around okay and reinvent your look while you're doing it why not you know (laughs) holiday reinvention okay so if hats are problem number one Mm. what's the solution because i feel like a bit of a wally in a hat me too if i'm honest (laughs) does this mean i should have took a second hat for the beach portion that's my question as well really i i think yes because actually i went on a trip recently and a work trip with other fashion editors to Greece, to Athens. And it was absolutely roasting hot. And we went to see the Acropolis and it was so, so hot. It was like midday. Um, And I didn't pack a hat because I'm always like, I'm never going to wear a hat. And they were all wearing these fab big straw hats. Mm. And I thought... Very Mm. jacket. If only. Maybe. Mm. Um, I don't feel I, I'm not a hat person I really struggle where if I'm sunbathing where no one will see me I will put a peaked cap on not for style purposes I know does it say anything on the front <laughs> it depends does it say NY <laughs> or some like or just von as long Dutch. as it doesn't say MAGA on it <laughs> <laughs> does it say Von Dutch <laughs> exactly oh no normally they're just ones that I've scavenged like I find in holiday villas, normally someone's left a peaked cat behind. <laughs> what are you so I'll just, I'll just pop that on. But I won't wear that outside. And I feel like we're talking about... Yeah, you know, we, need the, hats, we need the fashion We need the solution. stylish solution here. So my solution is head wraps and headbands. You know, they're sort of silky. You can get them quite wide, so that at least they'll cover the top of your head, which is, you know, where the sun is beating down on. I've got a really pretty one from um, Kalmar, which is quite a wide silk band, and it's got really nice rainbow stripes. And then it's got like an elasticated bit sort of at the bottom. So it's, so it's sti- snug. So it sticks on. Um, but actually, Charlie, you're uh, you're a big fan. Me and Charlie go on, uh, on holiday a lot together. And you always... We're friends outside of the office. <laughs> <laughs> it's not obligatory if you work at the Telegraph to have to go on holiday together. We don't go on a big... We <laughs> I should. don't go. I Cara- don't go. Oh, so sorry, Karen. <laughs> but you take... Um, a lot of silk scarves with you. I do. Which I always think is a really clever move. That is dead sad. Well, when your hair goes really frizzy, which mine is wont to do in any climate, and also I, I think it starts to look really dry at the front. My, mm. So I've got kind of mid-length highlighted blonde hair. So it, it does tend to be a bit dry. So if I, I feel if I do a silk scarf and push the front bit back, it just looks healthier and fuller and then I can embrace a bit of a natural frizzy curl. Mm-hmm. And they're quite chic, I think. I think they're really chic. Um, actually, we we went to we were in Lock and Co Hatters the other day, um, buying our Ascot hats, and I tried on just for a laugh a huge brimmed straw, nice. a really wide brimmed strawed hat, um, which I assumed would look awful on me because my issue is I've got quite a small head, so I she doesn't I do not another weird body <laughs> dysmorphia for add it, you. Add it to the list, but I worry <laughs> that hats will just proportionally. I just don't think it works on me. Um, so I've always stayed away from very big hats as well because I just think my little pea head's going to get lost in there. Um, but actually, it worked, didn't it, Charlie? You were there for verification. It did work. So now I'm thinking 
we're going away next week, I'm thinking maybe it is about trying a very large brim straw hat a la Giacomo's yes. runway. And I was talking to a travel writer the other day and her top tip for packing big straw hats with a nod to your airport faffing around is to pack your straw hat first in the bottom of your suitcase. And round about around it. I've done, yeah. I have done this before. And, and pack the yeah. head bit, technical fashion term there, <laughs> head bit with your socks and your pants to kind of keep the shape and then pack around. So this is what I'm going to... But you've tried it before. Has that not worked? No, no, it did work before. I don't know what came over me this holiday. I think I was just too infatuated with the idea of the bucket hat and portion one of the holiday being safari, which meant I completely flunked on the section which was for the beach. I think, personally, I think bucket hats can look incredibly chic on very cool people. I am not one of them. I'm not very cool. And also, I feel a little bit old for the bucket hat thing because I remember it first time around and it all feels a little bit Britpop for me. Yeah, big glass I'm opting out of the bucket hat, but I'm doing the big straw one with Frankie. Okay. And matches have amazing ones if you've got a big budget. But actually, if you don't, And Other Stories has one. Yeah. For less than 30 quid. And ASOS has some really good ones. Okay, fabulous. Top tips. Top tips. And a wide enough brim to cast shade over the rest of your body. Over the shoulders. Like wearing a parasol, (laughs) which is, let's face it, what I really needed. (laughs) Well, it's also good to protect your face because... I just sweat off SPF, if I'm honest. I'm making myself sound really attractive on this podcast. (laughs) I don't sweat all the time. I'm not sweating at this moment. I just sweat. Um, Caro, sunburn aside, did you come across any other summer dressing problems while you were safariing? Um, I say shorts was the other kind of key area because normally if I was going away on holes, I would think I want a big wafty dress I'm just going to waft around probably a little Mediterranean town, you know, eat Cobbled loads. Street. Exactly. Eat loads of tapas. It will all pack into the nice dress. Voila. However, safari, different type of thing. You're obviously in a hot place, but you want to be a bit practical. You might move around a bit. You're wearing a trainer or a hiking-y boot, a la I'm a celeb. And... I don't know. I thought I need shorts for that. I can't. I can't wear a dress or a skirt in that in that scenario. So I haven't been short shopping for quite some time now. I can't think of the last time I really wore shorts. So for me, that was just a bit. Um, and what I ended up doing, I found some some that worked and some that didn't as well. Um, I got a paper bag waist pair from Topshop which I really, really liked and wore quite a lot of times. And how long were they? Like, where on the thigh did they finish? They were um, probably, like, about two inches above the knee. Mm-hmm. So She just did some very uh, <laughs> expert measuring. I was like, they're about there. With her hand. Um, they're about two inches above the knee. So they weren't, like, super, super short and they weren't super, super long. But they were quite wide not wide leg, but they, they weren't like an skin A-line. tight. Yeah, yeah, they were A-line. And that, for me, was a crucial That's find. A high waist and an A-line because other ones that I tried on that were more skin tight, ooh, no good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My concern with shorts, and I do not own a pair of shorts, I am firmly in the anti-short camp. Um, my problem is my thighs rub together. So then just friction... 
as you're walking, especially if you're walking fast, which I always am, suddenly they go up in the middle uh, and it's like your bum's eating them. Vanishing uh, shorts. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. they're longer on the sides and then they've like scooped up in the middle and... How do you prevent that? Well, this was that preventable. The A-line thing did help that mm. because I also took a pair that were denim and a bit shorter, and they got lost. Did you have a hungry there. bum? They got hungry lost. Hungry bum. So, so. A, yeah, the A-line. I'm actually writing a piece about this at the moment. I like you, Carrie. I haven't been short shopping for absolute donkeys. I've got like an old pair of denim cutoffs. I mean, I literally bought these at university, which was I remember them well, really long time ago. And I've just worn those because I only ever wear shorts on holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, you know, this season, this summer, everyone's talking about shorts and they do, you know, they can look so chic. Obviously, there's all the cycling short business, which I'm sorry, I'm avoiding that like the plague. But um, there are a lot of these beautiful high waist A-line shorts, slightly more tailored, a bit more structured, a bit smarter around. Um, and I feel like they could be the answer to sort of if you're a little bit nervous about doing shorts dipping your toe in that way and my tip is much like bikini bottoms when you sort of want to cover you know when you feel a bit shy or you're a bit unsure and you want to cover you tend to get something with a lot of material you know big bikini bottoms that really cover your bum long shorts that cover right you know come right down to your knee but actually a mid-thigh length is far more flattering unless you have got incredibly long legs because something that hits on your knee kind of just makes the rest of you look a little bit squat. And actually a mid-thigh, even though, you know, you're showing a little bit more of your thigh, it actually works out to be much more flattering. But it's that A-line shape, nothing that hugs. And can you wear them to the office, do you think? Could you wear them in the city? Depend. I mean, that really does depend on your office dress code, obviously. But if office dress, dress codes permit leg then I think why not and I think do it with a matching blazer yeah. as a little short suit. A short suit. Thing. Feels quite Kate Moss. It is a bit Kate, Kate Moss. Kate Moss short suit vibe. But there's tons on the high street. Uh, M&S have got some really nice ones and stories have some nice ones. There's a great brand called Frankie Shop, which I like not just because it's called Frankie, um, but they have a great gabardine pair with a matching, kind of like in a, in a soft sort of beigey camel colour with a matching structured blazer. And I just feel like those with a nice little classic shirt, keep your heel low. The shorter the short, the lower your heel. So, like, keep your heel quite low, otherwise it all gets a bit Love Island. And an open toe helps elongate. And that as a... I think that could work in an office scenario. Okay. Personally. I think I will also need to be fake tanning my legs like there's no tomorrow. I look forward to seeing you try it. Okay. (laughs) Charlie's like, (laughs) so unconvinced. (laughs) Christian Dior said that knees were the ugliest part of a woman's body. Well, I agree with him. Mine are really, you could just really hook into them. They look like potato smiley faces. And even the back of them's not good either. (laughs) I mean, they're just 360. I don't enjoy them. There's nothing wrong with them. They, you know, they get me from A to B. That's great. But I just personally think a skirt is always more flattering or a pair of trousers are you so hot is your knee the hot part of your body do you know what i mean are you ever like god my knees are so hot i just wish this <laughs> were a to bit get them shorter out. no it's it's divisive isn't it the well, short is a divisive piece as oh, we've proved 
Frankie, you seem to have all the answers. <laughs> oh my God, I so don't. <laughs> Tell us, what are your summer dressing problems? Okay, so my biggest summer dress issue are my tissue paper feet, mm-hmm. which shred at the drop of a hat. Um, every single pair of summer sandals I have rip my feet apart. I currently have three plasters on my feet combined. Um, shoes have you got on today? In bits. Yeah, well, so I'm wearing, and actually these these shoes I wear an awful lot because they are pretty much the only pair that don't hurt. And that's my Swedish has beans clogs. Mm-hmm. Um but like a sandaly clog. Yeah, like a sandy clog. It's they're like crossover at the toe. They've got a little ankle strap, not too high. Um That's ironic because I'd have thought they'd have been quite hard. I know. The but the just the the leather seems to soften quick enough for it not to Didn't you have a trick for softening them in? Because I know we used to struggle breaking them in, Swedish has beans, but you got Ooh. a tip from someone. Olive oil. Olive oil. So on if the leather. you yeah, if you have a pair of natural leather shoes, if you um, get some olive oil on a cotton bud and rub rub it all over the leather it softens them a little it also makes them stain resistant wow yeah because if you if you get a pale leather and you slop you know glass of wine on it for example the water stain stains um, whereas the olive oil creates a little barrier did so it, it make them it. go a slightly darker colour when yeah, you did it yeah. it does but I prefer that personally so that yours are a tan aren't they're they? a tan slightly deeper tan um, but for example, I've just I bought into the naked sandal trend, um, and I've bought a pair from oh god, we tried I tried on loads and they just made my feet look absolutely awful. But I settled on a pair from Topshop, and they hurt. Yeah, the naked sandal, I cheese is a, is wire, a, a killer on its own. It's that that lattice of little strappies, you know, looks beautiful and dainty on the model's foot on yeah. the internet, um, IRL. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch indeed. As soon as your feet get warm and swell, and swell a tiny bit, you've suddenly got loads of little cross wires just cutting right in. Yeah. And if you don't have beautiful feet to begin with, because let's be honest, we're not all going for weekly pedicures, are we? We're not. I DIY at home with varying, you know, levels of success. My feet aren't that beautiful to begin with that they can just have, like, a little piece of ribbon across them. No. (laughs) No. So what do I do? The other pair of shoes I've found actually are pretty good are my Castana Espadrille wedges. Only thing with those, as with any rope sole, they don't have punk. Yeah. Oof. I had to chuck a pair on holiday because I packed them and then I opened my suitcase and I was it was literally Everything. like I packed a brie. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up leaving them in the bin at the hotel because I was like, you can't come home again. <laughs> so I need a new pair. But they were so useful. I got a pair of all black Castaner um, Espadrille wedges mm. last summer. And because even the rope sole was black they looked really smart a bit smarter yeah mm. so I wore them to like the polo but also on holiday and to the office that's a good mm, idea very good useful idea. and you just need to lace them tighter than feels comfortable because they loosen up straight away yeah I think, as, you're walking. as you walk what, what do you guys wear well, what's I, your go-to summer sandal go-to I'm still doing a slide I, I know people would say you know move on 
go for the more Caroline. <laughs> oh God, that was so 2016. Go for those more minimal naked sandals. <laughs> oh, I still like a slide. Right. Love a slide. Um, in fact, the ones I'm wearing today, I have had since 2017. I Describe them for us. Paint the picture, Caroline. Um, they are an electric blue suede. Ooh. Treat yourself. Where mm-hmm. from? M&S. Still going strong. However, I do think that when you have had a pair for several years in a row and obviously you put them away in the winter and you get them out again in the start of the new when you're ready to bare toes um i it either goes one way or the other for me they've either somehow magically compressed and now they're tight all over again so you have to break them in all over again or in this particular pair's case they've they've i don't know what happened they must have stretched or they've stretched so much when i put them on cold with my winter foot um, they suddenly start flying off. Oh, no, I you're flinging them down escalators. I'm flinging them down escalators. I mean, everything. So, yeah, what do you do about that? It's a tricky wicket. I like something with an ankle strap. Mm. So I uh, says, says she wearing a mule today. I am wearing a mule, but this is a double strap mule. Yeah, and so, also a lower heel, so easier to keep on your foot. But not completely flat, because flat is easier to fling off. Yeah. Whereas if your foot's on a slight incline, it grips oh, a bit yeah. better so this is like what's that a two inch heel yeah um these are actually from top shop i was assisting frankie in her naked sandal uh <laughs> hunt and i just happened to pick these up and they're like a lilac faux crocodile they're lovely um but also they're not so high that your toes are doing that you know gripping on for dear life but the difference is they've got a strap over the toe, but then they've got a strap higher up the foot. Mm. Because I just think if you've just got that lower strap, that's when they fling off. Mm. These, like, grip. Also, that block heel is really good because I've got some um, by far ones which are, like, similar to that. So they're a mule and they've got two, maybe they've got three straps at the front. But they are a stiletto heel which automatically puts them in a different territory. Like, I could not wear those very mm. easily to commute in. Well, as soon as you step on a cobble as well, Ooh. you couldn't take those on holiday, could you? You'd be ruined. And then you're just on the little metal bit because you knock the heel off immediately and then Tip you make that horrible the noise. It's like mm. nails on a chalkboard. I wore them on decking recently. That didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're saying block heels. Yeah. We're saying ankle straps. Yeah. I've got a great pair of flat sandals from Ancient Greek, actually, that wrap around. I love Ancient Greek sandals. I think they're fantastic. Canvas. Ancient Greek, actually, have got a new comfort range as well that have, like, if you find them too flat, they've now got ones with, like, a squashy sole. Oh, Oh, nice. um, Which are really chic, but that bit more comfortable because sometimes I get a bit shin splinty in too flat sandals. When it's too flat. I totally hear you. Yeah, and a canvas. Um, And my mum always tells me to... (laughs) to um, wipe white spirit over my feet to toughen. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Right. Why is that? This is a weird beauty tip. Have you done it? Yes, it toughens the skin. Yeah, but in a good way or I'm not sure about that, Frankie. In a way that stops my skin dissolving as soon as it comes into contact with a shoe. Well, I... Ahead of... Isn't it? Ahead of Ascot last week because on, we white spirit. Do well, that's they're like paint stripper. People online are also confused, but um, it is surgical spirit. We've consulted Theo, who's our podcast producer. Is it white? She spirit? agrees. She's confirmed. I have no idea. <laughs> Re-record. <laughs> Don't put white spirit on your hands or feet. Oh my god! Imagine the medical. I was going to say that sounds really suspicious. 
the complaints that were coming as is people's burnt hands. People biting boots and like a in like a it's surgical spirit it's got a bit <laughs> do you know what actually m- one of my um, again a fashion editor friend told me this she it was just before she went to the shows in August and she went and got a Margaret Dabbs pedicure you know got rid of all the like husky dry skin on her heels and had baby soft beautiful feet when she came out and then obviously went and popped on some summer sandals when you know doing all the shows in um in september in hot new york and her feet just absolutely killed her feet so there's something to be said for leaving your heels a little bit hardened. not taking it all off exactly. a little bit cruddy leave them a bit a case for the cruddy foot <laughs> well I think just be really moisturised. So before Ask It last week, I, I mean, I live alone so I can do things like this, but I covered my feet in uh, body oil and then, you know, pawpaw balm, mm, so like good. all over my cuticles and like just everywhere and across all the like little cuts. Like I had lots of little bits where I've been cut right across the middle of my foot or like on the toe or on the heel, covered it and then slept with socks on. And it felt super weird, but they were so much softer in the morning and they looked kind of plump and juicy and yeah, (laughs) I didn't have any like cracked heels or anything. Lovely. So, you know, if you've got an event the next day and you don't have time for a pedicure or money, as was the case for me, (laughs) (laughs) then uh, just whack loads of stuff on your feet and sleep with socks on. Lovely. Thanks, Charles. Um, Frankie, any other problems? Yeah. So I am... Thinking a lot about workwear, summer workwear. Um, up until recently, I worked in a very relaxed office environment where a ripped jean and a spaghetti strap was completely fine. However, obviously, in Telegraph Towers, um, we need something a little bit more formal, a little bit more pulled together and polished. So I'm spending a lot of time standing in front of the wardrobe thinking, oh, God, how am I going to tackle this when it's roasting outside and all I want to wear is a backless, strapless, midi number, wifty wafty woo. But, you know, what am I going to wear that's going to look a little bit more grown up? Advice, please, ladies. Well, well, as the grown ups in the room, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) We're lucky because we're in quite a smart, casual office. Although there is a there's an odd balance in in the Telegraph office because the a lot of the people that work on the news desk or in the political section, you know, if they're going to pop along and report from outside number ten, they're wearing suits. Mm. We're talking about frocks, so we have a bit more freedom. But for me, in summer, I kind of think it's about fabrics that are office appropriate. So like I'm wearing jeans today but I've worn them with a silk printed pajama shirt which looks lovely and a stacked heel because I think the the fabric the silk fabric like smartens it up mm-hmm. but also I can actually like my skin can breathe in this fabric and it's not tight fitting because for me any kind of viscose or poly anything mm, rayon neither. just when you're kind of hot and cold and under extreme air con in our office and then you pop on the tube and you're suddenly, you know, in the earth's core. Mm-hmm. You have to be in breathable fabrics. And I love linen, actually, and it's it's annoying that it decreases quite so much. I can't do linen. I just can't do really? it. Really? But it looks so chic. I know. I, I just think roll with the creases, though. 
Embrace it. (laughs) (laughs) Roll around and get rid of those creases. Embrace the crease. I don't like the... Because there's no way of... All right, fair enough. I just don't. However, I do love a shirt dress. Have you thought about a shirt dress, Frankie? Now, yes. I also like a shirt dress. And I think that's a good shout. Um, Yes, shirt dress is one of those pieces that has sort of been around forever, it feels like. Um, But certainly... A stylish option. Yeah, and just a little bit sharper. I don't know why. Stick a collar on it. Suddenly yeah. feels hey, office appropriate, doesn't it? So true. The so only thing with a shirt dress is that I would say is try them on because button placement is really important. Yes. And if you've got any boobs at all, somehow the buttons are going to find a way to gape unless they're really cleverly placed. And some brands really consider that and they mm. like try do it with a fit model and make sure the buttons hit in the right place so you don't get that kind of mid-boob gap. Yeah. But, you know, some of the high street ones can be a bit dodgy on that front. So try on first. Mm. I just found this really cool brand called Evie Grintella, um, and they are really, really, really dreamy shirt dresses. Price point? Expensivo. Expensivo. Investment. Um, I think her cotton styles start at around 400 Yeah, I think I was seeing... 390, or something. And then silky styles go all the way up. But the thing is with a shirt dress is because it is such a classic shape. um, And if you do go for a classic shirt stripe or, you know, an easy floral, the the kind of piece that you are going to have forever, really, aren't you? And in that dilemma of of that you've got that meeting, it's a boiling day outside, you're thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to wear how am I not going to melt? Like, to, to, to see that one thing in your wardrobe would just go, ah, yeah. every time. Yeah. For year after year after year. Mm. Actually, Seffen have some really nice ones as well. And Bowden always do a really Bowden good shirt Bowden always have some great ones. And much more affordable as well. Yeah. Mm. You mentioned stripes and florals. If you are a slight sweater... Mm. <laughs> the heat is on. There's just no glam way to say that, is there? Perspiration. Um, if you glow. Although it's you know, it's supposed to be very healthy, it shows I'm not dehydrated. There you so go then. You're welcome. If you are, what colours do you wear? Because print is actually a really good way disguiser. If you're stuck on the Victoria line because someone's pulled a passenger alarm, as happened to me on the way to my eight thirty meeting on Tuesday. Um or you're stuck on the Victoria line because they've closed the station because of a fire alarm, as happened to me on Monday. Um, <laughs> and you're very close to other people and you're perhaps sweating a little bit. Yeah. There are certain colours that work and certain colours that do not work. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, I wore a pale grey. Pale grey is the worst. Shirt. And it was really, it's, it's a really worst. light cotton. It was Margaret Howell. And I love that shirt. And it felt great on, but I had visible sweat marks. Yeah. Well, this is where I make the case for summer black. Because everyone veers away from black. In the everyone summer. does because you're meant to, because you're meant to, you know, sort of embrace jolly summer brights, which is fantastic. And I fully endorse that. However, I do think there's a place for summer black. I think if you, I think if you're a little, if you know, if you're more of a winter dresser than a summer dresser, I always think you sort of tend to fall into one of those camps. And if you're more of a winter dresser, then I think. Black is a very easy way to embrace maybe those more summery shapes because it's, you know, you're putting it back into a colour palette that's in your comfort zone. Um, And then if you just look at, you know, fabrics that are slightly lighter and and more summery, um, but when you pop them in black, I just think it can look very chic. I sort of always think of, 
I always imagine sort of chic lady walking around in Barcelona, you know, that sort of European city slicker. And black linen hides, hides creases a lot better it does. Than, than paler linen. I also think, as well as the sweat, there's a second hazard to be noted on the um, 20 metres below ground, underground life, which is the dirt. Yeah. And if you're wearing wafty, light-coloured pastel or white linen and cotton dresses, they look great before you leave the house. And then... One escalator ride later, you've got a thick dirt mark (laughs) up up your leg and then up the side of your dress as well. Um, And the summer black thing kind of just eliminates that problem. Hides it all, doesn't it? So summer white, if you are getting Ubers. Yeah. Or you're on holes. Exactly. But for for public transporters, Mm -mm. think about a little bit of summer black. Charlie, what are your summer sartorial woes? Well, apart from the sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can I just say one more tip for sweating? And this isn't just summer related. This is year round. Obviously get a good deodorant, but get one that's aluminium free because it's the aluminium in deodorant that gives you those yellow sweat patches. Wow. That's my top tip. Anyway, back to you, Charlie. Sorry. That's fine. I am having a bit of a crisis of identity. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I'm having a bit. Uh-oh. I'm having a bit of an identity <laughs> crisis because, sartorially speaking, yeah. I mean, I'm great otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my usual go-to is the floral dress. Mm. And last year, I was thrilled when floral dresses became the thing because suddenly I had tons of options, and there were amazing ones everywhere. And you know, with long sleeves, with long hemlines, because I like. A floaty, modest, but not because I'm need to cover anything up. I just feel chicer that way. Long silhouettes, long sleeves, florals. I love all that. Now that we're in the second summer of the floral dress thing, it's just started to feel a bit too ubiquitous. Mm. And I caught a glimpse of myself in a shop window the other day, reflecting the shop window, wearing a floral wrap dress, which is not the neckline for me anyway because I just it makes me feel a bit busty. Floral wrap dress and a white trainer and I just felt a bit mum on the run. You know, like school gates. Yeah. Like, just hopped out of my Land Rover, <laughs> just heading, heading to yoga brunch and then I've got like some business meetings in the afternoon so I'm just like doing smart cash mum on the run sounds quite nice I mean it sounds lovely it's not my life exactly (laughs) it's not my life and I don't have a car um but it means I'm panicking because floral dresses have always been my go-to and suddenly I'm like okay if I strip those out of my wardrobe what have I got left for summer so obviously we've got summer black yeah that's an option and certainly um, I mean, Lisa wrote about this recently. Certainly the block-coloured frock yeah. is having a bit of a comeback, um, which I think is quite interesting. You know, I mean, it's it's very bold. It's a big old splash of colour. But, you know, if those floral prints are feeling a little bit too samey, then maybe it's about updating it in something that's a bit more striking in a bold print, in a bold colour. Also, I think a trouser. You can do a summer trouser, contrary to popular belief. 
I am doing a summer trouser. I love a summer trouser. I think that, that, again, going back to our shorts conversation, a slightly higher waist, a slightly wider leg of of trouser, nice breeze going up the leg. Ooh, What's not lovely. to like about that? Um, you know, with a whatever top you want tucked in, you could have a floral up there and break it up with with the the more solid trouser, or you could have a just a t shirt, whatever. But um, I think that's a that's quite a nice silhouette at the minute. It that's has to have a crop. Yes, I'm supposed to say that. Sorry, I said that in the prep. Stop Sorry. stealing my lines. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that is, in fact, Caroline, exactly what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> Because I've never been much of a trouser person. I love the way they look, but I just didn't really think that they suited my body shape because I'm bigger on the bottom half, um, quite a big bum. And I've always just thought, like, if the waist fits, then the bum was too tight and then, the you know, it's really too snug on the thighs and you get in those lines. And also anything skinny or slim fitting is way too hot in the summer. But the A-line, as you say, is so much cooler I've got a great pair from Uniqlo that are like a sort of rust-coloured denim um, mm. A-line that are high-waisted. Um, I'm wearing a pair of high-waisted blue jeans today that are from Gap. Which are fabulous. And I bought a pair in the matches sale of MIH white corduroy... Now, bear with me. White corduroy trousers with, like, floral print on them. Sounds scary, and I've never been one for a white jean because I've just thought, that really draws focus to my bigger bottom half. But actually, they're fab. But the key factor with all of those is that they're cropped. Mm. So because I'm not tall, I'm like five foot six, I'm, I'm at average height. Um, and because I am bottom heavy, I really need to show ankle. So for me, that is like my top tip for trousers is to crop them. And actually, the reason I haven't worn my MIH pair yet is because I need to get them taken up. I mean, they're supposed to be cropped, but on me, they're full length. So how cropped do you go? Because, you know, are we talking a pedal pusher? No. No. The best thing to do, and you need a pal round to help you take them up, but the best thing to do is literally just to stand in front of the mirror and just pull them up from the knee, like increment by increment, until you hit a point on your ankle that just looks the most flattering. So just, if it crops just above the slimmest point of your ankle, Mm -hmm. then it creates the illusion that your leg is that slim going all the way up which is not obviously but it creates the illusion the perfect crop and then you can show off a great pair of shoes Mm. with the crop but also i've been doing an anklet (gasps) yes i've noticed sat in the podcasting recording studio that you do have an anklet i've tied some puka shells around my ankle today how very (laughs) how very wanderlust of you charlie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which beach did you comb them from? Well, <laughs> this brings me to my second summer dressing problem, which is accessorising and how much holiday can you bring back with you? Mm. Because I think we all have a tendency to, when you're in the heat and you're in an old town, you're suddenly like, oh my God, why don't I own anything with mirror tiles on it? Yeah. <laughs> and like fringing is so modern and like wicker. Yeah. Like you're suddenly like, yeah, just like a basket bag with like some lemons just popping out of the top and a silk scarf in your hair and puka shells. Uh, these puka shells are, in fact, from a holiday in Spain. Frankie was there. Frankie's got some puka shells too. I do. But I got into the anklet trend on that trip to Athens 
I got an ancient Greek sandal bell anklet. So it's mm-hmm. lots of little tiny gold bells. They're not like loud, loud bells. Do they jangle when you walk? They do jangle when I walk. Wow. And I wore them coming? in Greece with a flat sandal because I noticed all these chic women and women of every age, you know, from teenagers. Because I think in London, I only see like teenagers wearing anklets. Mm. And it's a very young thing. But these these were women in their like 60s, 70s, 80s, like incredibly chic, wearing beautiful flat sandals. And they had these gold anklets on, some with like coins hanging from them, but like quite chunky anklets. And it just looked incredibly chic and ornate. Mm. And it made the feet look beautiful. So I brought back an anklet and then I wore it in London. And I was quite anxious, I must say. Because I felt a bit weird. Like, you know, when you get back from holiday and you're still wearing all the stuff from holiday. Yeah. And then you come into the office and you're a bit like, what am I doing? I'm doing a thing. Yeah. No one look. So how much is too much? I, do you know, it's funny. I have always felt very snooty towards anklets. And I've thought they've been in the same camp as a toe ring. Oh my God, she's giving me side eyes. She said See, did you get this opinion? Because... (laughs) As a teenager, or a, you grew up looking at them in a seaside shop, exactly for fifty p, exactly, and knowing that they'd rust. Yes, you know, I've I've just got those very teeny, you know, Tammy girl, new looky sort of associations. Yeah, there's some dodgy associations. There are. However, I do stand corrected because I have seen you wear your ancient Greek sandals anklet, and I agree that it's very chic when worn with an outfit that is otherwise sort of non-holiday-ish. That was a yes. <laughs> okay. terrible description. In your usual so context. Exactly. So it's the balance. So you're wearing your puka shells today with your cropped wide leg jeans, your paisley silk shirt and your lovely heeled mules. So you look very, you know, sleek and sophisticated, but then you've just got like a little pop of holiday. And I think that's probably the way to go I think if you start doing too many jingly jangles if you had your basket bag as well and if you had your fringed you know waistcoat I don't know why you'd have a fringed waistcoat but say you did (laughs) and if you had you know a drum your your cheesecloth mirror tiled you know boho blouse if I was wearing a love island placing it might be too much so I think it's about you know just like a little bit of place you know a, a perfect bit of placement also ankles on most people, are one of the sort of more, you know, attractive. Am I saying attractive? But, yeah. But it's slim. They're erogenous, so. Yeah. Right. So I think why not draw a little bit of attention? I think actually that's quite a clever move. And as you said, you know, the ageless sort of aspect to that, ankles don't get wrinkly. Ankles age well. Right. They're like shoulders. Exactly. Every, so, and you can always get out a shoulder, really, at any age. Yeah. My shoulders are not going to age well. <laughs> By the time your shoulders have peeled, they are going to look <laughs> like baby Ten thought. years younger, <laughs> darling. Caroline, did you bring back any accessories from your travels? Um, do you know I did, Charlie? And I actually had... I, I, I am all for a souvenir supermarket sweep. I love it. I can't get enough and tend to stock up on homeware, which means my house is a hodgepodge. But that's another discussion for another day. We're on clothes. One particular thing I came across on my honeymoon was this amazing, amazing shop selling kazuri beads, which are a, they are beads that are basically made, they were made by um, vulnerable women living in Nairobi 
and it's a, it was like a charity initiative and all the beads were handmade and they made this gorgeous jewellery. Now, look at me now, girls. What am I wearing jewellery-wise? Literally Nada. my engagement wedding, ring yeah. and my wedding ring. I'm not even wearing an earring today. I couldn't see. She's got headphones on. In, in this <laughs> shop, I was like, oh, my God, I want it all. I want all that because in the context of the shop as well, it was so beautifully presented. Mm. There were beads on every wall, literally floor now, to ceiling. So are these like wooden beads? Are they what are they made? They're of? ceramic beads and they're quite big. They're quite big and they're a bit like sort of gobstoppery, marbly, with beautiful patterns on loads and loads of colour, like stunning, stunning pieces. And on the right woman, obviously, that is such an incredible look. On me, I was uh, I was on the verge of going completely off piste and buying like a big big necklace, earrings, the works, and then I was like, "Stop yourself! Stop yourself! What are you doing here?" Because I don't wear that much jewelry at home, so I channeled the love into candlesticks because they had. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming. They, I mean, what a twist! <laughs> because at the back of the shop, they had other things that they made beyond the jewelry. Okay, with the beads. So how many candlesticks did I buy? I bought eight. Wow. Did I need eight? Possibly not. And how many dining chairs do you have? Um, I have six. Okay. Because I feel like that's <laughs> probably a good marker for but how many now, candlesticks you need. Yeah. On reflection, I think, you know, they're going to make great presents. Okay. My mum's going to have some. <laughs> my nan, you know, some will be given away. But in the moment, this was the exact right um, distraction to stop me from going on a complete bead overload. Okay, so you can bring a little touch of holiday accessory back with you, but it needs to be able to be recontextualised, is what we're saying. Exactly. Well, I hope we've answered some of your summer dressing dilemmas. If not, please do get in touch at unzipped at telegraph.co.uk or find me on Instagram and Twitter at Charlie Gowans. You can see some of Frankie's uh, Ibiza wardrobe there. (laughs) Oh my God, I'll be following. And we've also got tons of summer style advice, heatwave dressing for the office, the most flattering swimwear, etc, etc online. So if you are all caught up on the podcast and fancy reading some of our advice, head to telegraph.co.uk forward slash fashion unzipped sub where you can get 30 days access to all of the Telegraph online content free. We'll be back in a fortnight with a new episode. But for now, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>